0: This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sardeg. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills our calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer, is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sadek. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I see Pile in Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, that you minister by your Spirit unto our lives. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the Word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your Word tonight. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Tend to somebody, tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Amen.
1: Now, tonight we are uh, we are concluding our series
0: on God is not finished with you. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is a merciful God. Amen and he is not finished with us. Now, today we will be looking at the life of John, Apostle John. Uh, And Apostle John is one of the 12 apostles that Jesus picked up. Uh, And among all the apostles, every one of them was matired. They were killed for preaching the gospel. You know, but John is the only apostle who died a natural day. And, <clears throat> but life was not easy for him. And so, uh, right in the beginning, you know, God I mean, Jesus sees him, you know, and his brother, John and James. He calls them, you know, and they come and they follow Jesus. Uh, And he called other disciples, Peter, and uh, others too. Uh, And uh, they were following Jesus. Now, John is mentioned in the Bible as uh, the the one whom Jesus loved. And John was so close to Jesus that he was always leaning on the chest, the bosom.
1: Bosom is chest, right? On the chest of Jesus. He was so close to uh, Jesus. And that is why the Bible talks about that
0: uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved.
1: And so he was so close to Jesus. <coughs> and among the twelve disciples, John was. Uh, you know, came up to be the first three, to be the three who were in the circle of Jesus.
0: You know, it was Peter, it was John, it was James. Last week, was it last week that we read about James
1: who was killed, right?
0: Is this Mike wiki? Okay. And so uh James was also one of them. So they were in a inner circle. And so uh what happens is even in the inner circle, people would think that uh Peter was the one closest to Jesus, but John Was the
1: one
0: closest to Jesus. Uh, He was there. That is why he was so close that he was the one leaning on Jesus. When they were sitting around the table, Jesus and his disciples, and maybe they wanted to ask questions, you know, they would all send through John. John would be the one. Who would be speaking with Jesus? So that's how close he was. And when Jesus was at the cross crucified, the only disciple
1: who was there was John. Everybody else had fled. And remember, Jesus uh,
0: took, I mean, he was hanging at the cross, and his mother was there. And remember what Jesus said. He said,
1: "You know, he he actually asked John to take care of his mother, Mary." So he, it's like Jesus knew that the
0: way John loves him. He will take care of his family. He will take care of his mother. And remember, uh, Jesus had other brothers, you know, James, Jude, who uh, wrote the book of Jude, you know, and others too, brothers and sisters who were born after him. Uh, And that none of them never believed in Jesus. Until Jesus rose from the dead. So they were never Christians. They were never believers. Uh, And they were just concerned that Jesus is going about doing all these things. But they were not like following him as uh, the Messiah. Are you with me? And you know, uh, it's always the case. Your family is the last one to believe in you. Everybody else will believe in you, but your family will be the familiarity. You know, Nebi, you know, you know, and, you know, or he is called of God. Yeah, he's the last one to believe in us. Uh, and so, that was the case with Jesus. And so, but, When he rose from the dead, that's when they realized that truly he is the Messiah. And they started believing in him. They started following him. And that James became now the leader in the church in Jerusalem. Because they see that this is really the Messiah. You know, Jude wrote, the book of Jude. You know, it's one of Jesus' brothers. And so, uh, but John was there when Jesus died at the cross. And Jesus said that, you know,
1: to John, please take care of, uh, you know, my mother Mary. He says, you know, behold your mother. He said to John, Behold your mother. And then he said to Mary, Behold your son. In other words, Mary, you know, I am dying. You know, I am going. I
0: am doing what the Father has called me to do. And you might look like
1: you are neglected. But here is John who will look after you. So, He had John
0: played an important role in Jesus' life and also an important role in looking after Mary. We are told, according to history, that it is John who took care of Mary until
1: she died around the year 54 AD. That John took care of her that
0: she really did what Jesus had
1: instructed or instructed him to do. And so, uh, now, what
0: we are, to what I am telling is more of history, but you will see even as we go. We'll be reading Revelations of the Word. You'll see as we go into
1: it. and It's just going to bless you. You know, that God is never finished with you. And uh, so, what happened is, uh, <coughs> what I am to tell you,
0: you know, it, it, it's how are we saying, you know, like we would normally say history tells us. But history, who are you talking about? Now, let me explain it. You know, what really happens. Now, uh, the example that I am thinking of, how many of you have heard of Kenneth Hagen? You have heard of Kenneth Hagen.
1: How many of you have seen Kenneth Hagen?
0: On video, on books, but physically you haven't seen him. Now, if you haven't seen him, you have not really sat down with him and
1: interacted right now eh uh, kenneth hagen how many of you have seen apostle Thief?
0: most of you right you know you have seen him on videos
1: you have seen him on books and you have also seen him live persona Right? You have said in a meeting where he spoke. Right? Now, uh, how many of you have seen Apostle David? <clears throat>
0: All of you, right? <laughs> how many have seen him in books? Not yet. (laughs) How many? (coughs) How many have seen him on videos? (laughs) We have seen him in videos, right? How many have seen him personal? Yeah. We have all seen him personal, right? Now let me go a step further. How many of you you have interacted? With Apostle David. He has spoken to you direct.
1: And you have spoken to him direct. You have done that, right? Okay. Uh, that's very good. Now, here here is the thing. Apostle Theo has been to Bible college of Kenneth Hagin. So he has said, uh, under Kenneth Hagin.
0: So Kenneth Hagin is actually his spiritual father.
1: Even today, he's still listening
0: to his messages.
1: Kenneth Hagin. Even though Kenneth Hagin has gone to be with the Lord. Right? And so uh, Apostle Theo has interacted with Kenneth Hagen.
0: Personal. Kenneth Hagen has spoken to
1: Apostle Theo. Apostle, Apostle Theo has spoken to Kenneth Hagen. But as for me, I have only seen Kenneth Hagen once on the sixteenth of June nineteen eighty six I think uh, when the Rema Bible Church in Renberg was being dedicated. He was the one dedicating the so I was like you I was in the congregation and say, Oh, that's Kenneth Hagen. And I saw Kenneth Hagen. And so now I can, today, I can talk to you
0: and say, In that meeting, this is what Kenneth Hagen said, right? but my information is limited to only that one meeting and also to maybe what I've read in the books and also to what I've heard in the uh, on tapes. Are you with me? So, but Apostle Theo can tell you more about Kenneth Hagen. He can tell you, this is what he did. This is what he said, you know, privately. This is what he said. Why? Because he has, Apostle Theo has interacted with Kenneth Hagen on a larger scale. And even far more. So he knows better. And so, there are some things that uh, Apostle Theo has, that I heard him say that he has spoken, either in a meeting or so, that I heard him say that Kenneth Hagin said this. That I have never had Kenneth Hagin in all the tapes and so forth, but it's the private meetings or so meetings that they have had. Are you with me? And so today, I can maybe write a book and say Kenneth Hagen said this. You know, or I can be telling you that this is what Kenneth Hagen said, but I didn't hear Kenneth Hagen ahead. You uh, know, Apostle Theo. Right? And so what, what do we see out of this? Maybe before we come, we answer that question. I'm telling you now about this and that about Kenneth Hagen. And maybe uh, how many years am I left with here on earth?
1: Forty years? Eh? There is something yes. Let's
0: say around uh, forty years. There is something yes. I'm left with about thirty something. Think there is eh? that is if the Lord if the Lord tarries. I don't want to stick around longer than ninety years. I am, uh, next week I'll be 56, 56? I'll be 56 years old, next week. And so, I'm left with about 34 years. 34 years, about... After 34 years, I want to leave. I want to stick around. So this is your opportunity to come and talk to me now. <laughs> You are left with 34 years to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's say <clears throat> now after 40 years from now, eh? And then you had me telling you this story. And uh you you say I had Apostle Theo, I mean Apostle David saying this. You know, that Apostle Theo said this. You know, that Kenneth Hagen said this. Now it's you telling the story. So, what is happening? We are talking about generational information. So, in actual fact, we are talking about history. You understand? You see, when John was there, we only have... What was, what God preserved as scripture. But besides that, everything is, is instinct. In other words, it's no longer, the original copies of what they wrote are not there. We're only left with several, with copies. The, the original manuscripts are not there. I'm explaining this more in my book. When, when you get it, you're going to learn more. It's just going to bless you. So, but since the book is not here yet, so let me tell you. And so, uh, so now, later on, you tell the story. So, you you would know that it is the truth based on what? You know me, hesona you know how authentic I am. That, uh, you know, I came out to start a like story. You know that I tell the truth, right? And then you know that I believe in the authenticity of the Apostle Theo. That he cannot just start stories. So what he tells you is the truth. And you know that what he tells you it's what uh, Kenneth Hagen say. So what is happening? It is history. You know. So we are talking about information that is not in scripture. And that we say, history says this. We don't just say, oh, history, just thinking, oh, this is, and presuming. But we are looking at who said what. Now, uh, Apostle John, when there was persecution in Jerusalem, yeah, and Christians were scattered everywhere, you know, through Emperor Nero, uh, that the temple was destroyed, and it was blamed on Christians, and all of them, when Christians scattered everywhere, uh, John went to Ephesus. And so he was at a church in Ephesus, the Ephesian church that we read about in Acts chapter 19. So John went there. And we are told that for 35 years, he was in Ephesus. He is the only apostle who outlived everybody else. Uh, he died at around 100 years old. He was an old man. And so, <coughs> in Ephesus, he was there. And then he had, like, a, a protege. You know, a protege? A protege is your disciple somebody who is learning from you you know like you have a mentor so a mentor will call you protege See how important it is to read you know you learn a lot right and so I had a protege and the protege was Polycup his name Polycup and so when Uh, The first generation of apostles uh, now ultimately died. The second generation came up. You know, firstly it was Bochimoti, Titus who took over, and so forth. So Polycarp right later on, because Apostle John lived right uh, towards, uh, you know, the end of the first century. And so Polycarp was there. And so uh, what Polycarp wrote is the information that we have about John. And then we have others now. Uh, there were now bishops at that time. Bishop meaning they were looking after the whole church in the city. Are you with me? Yeah. So there were now others who were there. And they wrote also uh, about about John. So we have Iranius, and uh, he wrote a lot of articles. Those are what who we called the early fathers. When we hear of the term early fathers. We are talking about the generation that came after apostles had died. We call them early fathers. Are you with me? And so, uh, people like Polycarp, you know, Irenaeus, you know, people like you know, And later on in other uh, generation, there were others. You know, right up to the second and the third generation. Those were leaders in the body of Christ. So what they wrote
1: is part of what we are gathering about John. Now, when you read uh,
0: the gospel, when you read the book of Revelation, and also the books of John,
1: you see a humble spirit. He never even, you know, exalt himself that I am so,
0: you know, this is what is happening. But you see humility, you know. And he does not reveal, like, the persecutions that he went through. But it is through all the early fathers that we learn that these people went through difficult moments. So, It's it's because they did not want to draw attention to the persecutions, but they wanted to draw attention to the Lord. That it's all about the Lord, and that the Lord is on our side, and that the Lord is helping us. Amen?
1: And so, uh, we read a lot about that. And now, I won't be able, uh, uh,
0: uh, you know, because of time, I'll just try to summarize here and there. Here is the thing. For about 35 years, John was in Ephesus, preaching the gospel, writing to different people, different churches. So it was during that time, when he was in
1: Ephesus, that he wrote the first book of John. That he wrote the second book of John. And he wrote also
0: what we know as the third book of John. So it was during that time. Around the year 85 AD to about
1: 90 AD. Yeah, that's when he wrote those books. And so uh, And so the emperor, Domitius, Domitius, Domitian, Domitian emperor
0: at that time, Nero had died and the next Roman
1: emperor came about. So during that time, Domitian was ruthless against the church and against Christians. And so he was arresting them, killing them, destroying them. And so when it came to John, they took John. And John refused to stop writing about Jesus. Because Jesus was real.
0: I mean, when he's, when somebody and something is real to you,
1: no, nothing will ever convince you otherwise. Are you with me? And so, eh, uh, he was real. He was real to him. And so he refused. He refused, eh, uh, to stop about it. And so they said, when we're, we're now going to Chile, they took oil and boiled it. Boil it, and they took John and dipped him in the boiling oil for some time. And yeah, when they took him out, it was as if he was in a cold shower
0: or a a cold, you know, uh, yeah. They looked at him. He refused to die. He was not harmed. Because God was not finished with him. (laughs) Now, what would you do? You try to kill somebody. And that person is unkillable. What do you do? It frustrates you. Eh? maybe in today's time, you take a machine gun,
1: you know,
0: and then the bullets are bouncing off, are bouncing off. I'm telling you, you leave the machine gun and run for your life. Eh? And so that is the miracle that happened with John. Uh, They tried to kill him, but he could not die. And not only could not die, but the oil, the boiling oil could not hurt him. polycarp writes about that. You know, who was his protégé? He writes about that. You know, that is master. This is what
1: they did. And then two, they wrote about that. Uh, that he never died. And so they realize here yeah, that, you
0: know, this person, we have tried everything to kill him, but he's
1: unkillable. Yeah. And so they send him to Robben Island. They are Robben Island, yeah. uh, which is called
0: Patmos Island. So... Patmos Island was an island just outside the Aegean Sea, you know, where Ephesus and other uh, cities, the seven churches are actually around that, you know, around that area. Seven churches that we read about in Acts chapter, I mean, in Revelation 3, I mean, 2, 3, 2 and 3, chapter 2 and chapter uh, 3. They are around that, uh, uh, those areas. And so, uh, so they banished him. Now, this was the island that the Roman Empire used to punish the most criminal people. Yeah. There was a mine there. So they would banish them to that. They say the island was ruthless. There were no trees. You know, it was bad. No even river. And so forth. And... People were were, were were sent there to mine, you know, to uh, dig some uh you know precious metals out there. And so John was there. And so it was when he was sent to Patmos
1: Island that we read about. Have you found Revelation chapter 1? Verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him
0: to show to his servants the things that must soon take place, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who share and who keep what is written in it for the time is near. Tell me,
1: it's more than 2,000 years ago. If the time was near then, what about today? It's near, near.
0: And so it says in verse 4, John, the, uh, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from whom he is, who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the day, and the ruler of kings on earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, free to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, And all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. (laughs) I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come. The Almighty. And he says in verse 9, I, John, your brother, it does not even say your person. It says your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. So he's showing us here that he was banished to Patmos because he was preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and because of the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me so far? He says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pegamon and to Thyatira, and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me and I turned and I saw seven golden there, And in the midst of the lampstand, one like a son of man Clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest, the hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet, <coughs> excuse me, his feet were like burnished bronze, a refined in a furnace, and his voice like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. and Hades. Write therefore the things that you have seen, those that are, and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches.
1: And now, when we continue reading Uh, the book of Revelation we find a lot of revelation you know things that were that we are told about that are still coming to heaven and so if John had died when they put him
0: in the boiling oil we wouldn't be knowing that heaven and earth is going to pass away. We, will be no, we wouldn't be knowing about the Antichrist. We will not be knowing about the mark of the beast, the 666. We, won't be, we wouldn't be knowing that they are going to cause everyone. The Bible says that uh, rich and, and poor, big and small and so in other words everyone that you won't buy and sell except that you have the mark of the beast
1: and the number of you know him six 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 so all of this you know uh, were spoken were written by John the apostle John now Had he died, we wouldn't be having all this information. We wouldn't be knowing that, by the way, God prophesied
0: that there will come a time whereby our movements will be prohibited. You know, that except you have this, you will never buy. You will never sell. You will never go to the stores. You will never fly an aeroplane. You will never do this, except you have this.
1: Now, isn't that happening today? It's happening before us.
0: The thing that was prophesied 2,000 years
1: ago, today we are seeing it happening. And so, church, what we see in the Bible is that God could
0: not permit John to die because there was still a revelation that you and I have to know about it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be knowing that there will be a new Jerusalem. You know, that this earth is going to pass away. You know, and that there will be a new heaven that will come. And that there will be new Jerusalem. And that we will be with the master forever and ever and ever. You know, we would be knowing, we wouldn't be knowing that in heaven, as we speak right now, there are angels all around the throne. And all that they're doing, they're crying, holy, holy, holy. Holy God Almighty, you know, going around the throne, looking at the beauty and the splendor, and all the you know who God is. They can't just uh, make; it, they can't just help it. Just to say, Your holy Lord, Your holy Lord, Your holy Lord, Your holy Lord.
1: We wouldn't be knowing that there are streets of gold in heaven if John had died so today we are privileged to have all this information because God was not finished with John I'm telling you you will never die because God it's not finished with you
0: You will never die. There are books that you are to write. There are uh, messages that you are to preach. There are people that you are still to lead to the Lord. There is an influence that you still have to put in your family. You will never die. Because God is not finished with you. There are campuses that you still have to start. Amen. There are greater miracles that God has still has to do through your life. Amen. You know, and so you will never die because God is not finished with you. Amen. God is not finished with you. Yeah. The devil might try to tell you that, I will put you in a boiling oil. You know, that will get you to die. That will get you to finish. But let me tell you, there is a bigger oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, the bigger oil of the Holy Spirit will defeat the natural oil. The natural danger will never affect you. Because God is not finished with you. What is coronavirus that will take you? It will never take you. It can't take you. It shall not take you. Because God is not finished with you. It does not matter what variant is there it will never take you. Omicron will never take you because God is not finished with you. God is not finished with you. Let me tell you, it's not about what is happening around. You know, it's about the will and the purpose of God about your life. We should never be scared of this is happening or that is happening. We will be stopped going to the shops. We will be stopped going. They may plan, but one thing for sure is that their plans will never prevail because God is not finished with you. God is not finished with you. So
1: it does not matter. Uh, what they have done, or what the devil can do, that is immaterial. It
0: does not matter what the devil can
1: throw to you, that is immaterial because God is not finished with you. God is not
0: finished, you know, so I want to encourage you, even as we close this series, you know to know this. That there is still a Lord that God wants to do. Yes, explosive, you know, greater things. There is still a Lord that God is going to do through your life. Yeah. And before you finish that, you are not going anywhere. But you are going to remain strong. You are going to remain well. You are going to remain perfect. You're going to remain strengthened because God is not finished with you. God is not finished with you. You know, God is not finished with you. It does not matter what the devil throws into your life, it will never affect you because your mission is not complete. God is not finished with you. You still have a lot to do. You know, you still have a lot to do. God still has a lot to do through your life. You are His agent. You are His instrument. And He wants to use you to propagate His kingdom. And because He is not finished with you, you are staying put. You're staying put because it's not finished with you. You So I want you to be encouraged, child of God. I want you to be strengthened. You know, it does not matter what we might face, it does not matter. It is immaterial. Our eyes are not on what is happening around. We do not live by what we see, we live by faith, we live by the unseen. We live by the purpose of God in our lives. We live by what God says about us. That's what we live by. And God is not finished with us. And because he's not finished with us, we are going to complete. We are going to focus on what he has called us to do. We are going to do what he has called us to do until we complete the journey. Can we stand up on our feet? Can we begin to thank God right now? Begin to appreciate God. Begin to thank God that God is not finished with you. That God is not done with you. That God is there for you. That God, you're still going to do a lot in the kingdom of God. Your children are still going to do a lot in the kingdom of God. That they are going to remain well, remain perfect, remain healthy, remain protected by God. So that at the end, they will do and accomplish what God has called them to do. Because God is not finished with them. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace upon our lives. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you, God, for being with us by your Spirit. We thank you, God, that you are not finished with us. We thank you, God, that God, you are there by your Spirit in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we appreciate you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluti. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.